In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. day well it nearly is if it's not it's the browns versus the cowboys and i'm here with jack duffin and ian right 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 jack mate you're a superstar your tweet was on the uh nfl live show if i'm correct so yeah the uh, thursday night pre-game show old uh, joe thomas was asked and he said hey i went for fish and chips with him we haven't had fish and chips before but it will happen he said it we've got him on the record so, uh, no, I was sitting there with a the dog, having a can of Strongbow, and I thought, why? Let's do a tweet. Excited for first night football. We've got a bit of Joe Thomas on my TV, and uh, boom, next thing I know, I'm playing with a dog, and suddenly my name's getting read out on TV, and I'm thinking, what the fuck's going on here? Ian, do you think if you meet someone on Zoom, that is the same as meeting them? In today's day and age, it's, I mean, it's basically the same thing. I mean, we all met Joe. I'm about three hours from where Joe lives. I mean, I... We're about the same age. Both of our significant others played basketball. We're basically the same thing. So I consider Joe to be a best friend. Excellent. But Did today's you know, show, Joe Thomas has missed more NFL snaps than him. Right, right, right. That's true fact there. Also factual. <laughs> but today's show is all about the Browns versus the Cowboys. A game that I would have gone to if the COVID wasn't around. Ian, if I'm correct, you attempted to go to this game as well? No, I was for sure going. I think we talked last year. I think, Jack, you were coming over. We were going to have a little uh, PBP special down there in Dallas. And ironically enough, I was worried what weekend they were going to schedule the game because obviously I got a wedding coming up. And, of course, here we are in the weekend of the game, and I'm home all weekend, so it would have been the perfect weekend for me to go to Dallas to see Jerry World. Yeah, I, I've had it penciled in for about two years. Uh, got mates that moved out, uh, mate that moved out there, got married, settled down. And so really, really looking forward to flying out there, seeing him, seeing the game. And uh, no, nah, it was set to be a great week, but uh, hey, we roll on for uh, Green Bay next year. Well, let's start first of all. Ian, what score prediction are you going to go with? Oh, we're coming right out of the gate hot. This is going to be an interesting game because... I really don't know after the first half what's going to happen. And that sounds really odd to say, but I think a lot of the tone that's going to be set in the first half is going to dictate. I'm going to look, my initial gut is the Browns are going to pull this upset. I'm not really all that impressed with Dallas. Um, I think the game is going to go under the total just because there's so much hype on the over. So I am going to go Browns 28, Cowboys 24. Mm. 
I asked you guys first so I could work out my score. That's why I did it. But anyway, Jack, Better move, we... Savvy. I'm, I'm, I was raving the, uh, about the Dallas Cowboys before the season. I, I had this penciled in as a loss. I had this on the prediction show as our biggest loss of the season. Hopefully it's not that. Um, but I think they cover the spread. So the spread at the minute is four and a half. I think they win by six, seven points. Um, I, I, I really like their offense. Obviously, you've got three phenomenal wide receivers there. You, you've got a stud at running back, Tony Pollard, obviously. Um, you've got that, another guy that some people know who I like. Yeah, the other guys have uh, that, Zeke. Um, but uh, I, I think the under. It's the only one on my betting spreads that I've not hit the uh, tease down over on. So uh, I've stayed away from that. But um, I reckon they win by six. So I'm going to go... 24-30, which is hitting the over. but No, it's not. Over-under is 56. Oh, just under. Yeah, you're just under. I'm going to go big. I'm going to go Browns 28, Cowboys 21. I don't know if that's big. That's seven points on the under. There's not enough uh, decent DBs to keep that score. Yeah, what is the score that the bookies are predicting for this game? So if Dallas is four and a half and it's 56, they're going right in about the, what, 30, 30 to 26 range. I mean, you're in the 31, 27, 31, 30, 26 range. Yeah. So 31, 35. Well, let's, let's talk Browns. And how do you think the Browns are going to uh, go out at the Cowboys end tomorrow? So it, we'll start with the offense first. And I'm quite excited about the Browns offense. We've seen some improvements. Obviously, it was a bit wafty um, last game, but it's definitely better than it was first week. Um, they've got some okay players on the D-line. They've got nothing at linebacker um, and their DBs aren't really performing. So it would be really good to see our offense rolling and starting racking up points obviously we scored on lots of turnovers last week but there weren't much going the rest of the time when it was on a long field we need to see drives starting from the 25 and at least get into their 25 um and then who knows what happens in the red zone so uh no i i think the key thing we need to see is the offense rolling um obviously <laughs> bizarre interview this week with the browns wide receiver coach about how uh rashad higgins is the greatest thing since sliced bread um but apparently can't get on the field other than one blocking snap. So um, I, I, the offense is what I'm excited to see because, quite frankly, defense don't matter. Ian, what's your views? <laughs> the ironic part about this is I saw two different stats that really kind of made me wonder about the game. So obviously, you know, we support the guys over at PFF. So if you look at the PFF power rankings – Dallas Cowboys are at 15. Cleveland Browns are at 16. And now most people would think, how is that possible? Like the Cowboys offense is so much better than the Browns. And when you look at it, it makes more sense because Dak Prescott obviously has a much higher rating in terms of his overall play than Baker Mayfield does. I think a difference of over 20 points in PFF, which is quite large. The, the problem the Cowboys are going to run to with the Browns is Unlike the Rams, unlike the Falcons, and unlike the Seahawks, the Browns have a commitment to run. So in week two, we saw the unique game plan by Anthony Lynn with the Chargers. He was going to control the clock, run the ball, 
minimize the possessions that Patrick Mahomes could get. And it wasn't until late in the game when Justin Herbert had a mind botch where he could have easily run for a first down, continued the clock, maintained the ball. He throws the ball back across the field. It gets intercepted. I think the reason the under is so attractive to me here is because Stefanski knows we can't match offense for offense. I can't give them. As of right now, the Cowboys average 80 plays a game on offense. The Browns average 67. So that's literally two full drives more a game for the Cowboys. Stefanski doesn't want the Cowboys running 80 plays against this defense. Browns fans don't want the Dallas Cowboys offense running 80 plays against our defense. It's just not a recipe for success. Slow the game down, control the clock, run the ball. We already know they have some decent pass rushers, but their secondary is just steaming piles of dog dung all around. They can't cover anybody and they're not very good tacklers. So the good way to neutralize Alden Smith, the good way to neutralize Demarcus Lawrence and the guys is control the ball, run the ball, control the clock, limit their offensive possessions. That's, I think, the recipe for a Browns W there. And I think one thing to keep an eye on with their offense, they've been incredibly um, bold on fourth downs. They are going to go for fourth downs in most cases. We've seen more of it across the league. Thank God teams are getting slightly more intelligent. But um, it's incredibly bold when you look at some of the stuff they've made. The mistakes they've made is they've gone for like, fake punts and stuff. It's like, you've got Dak Prescott, let Dak Prescott throw and try get the fourth down, but um, keep an eye on it. They're going to go for fourth down. They're going to be aggressive. And the issue you've got, if you don't really feel confident on the fourth and one back in the Browns defense, um, we've got a D line, but nothing else. I think I could throw a pass. Some of the uh, defending we've actually seen. So um, that's going to be the interesting thing, but we do have some guys back. So hopefully um, they'll sort it out the start of the week. Wow. There was about 57 players on the Browns injury report. Um, it was crazy, but hopefully... Yeah, the only thing worse was Philadelphia's receiver core. <laughs> well, one guy. <laughs> yeah. No, you're, you're right, Jack. And it's one of those things... Listen, if you want to know what you're going to see, you're going to see 11 personnel. You're going to see one tight end. You're going to see one running back. You're going to see three wide receivers. That's pretty much what they run. Just to give you an idea, Dak Prescott on offense has had 234 snaps. 208 of those snaps have gone to Amari, had Amari Cooper on the field. 176 of them have had CeeDee Lamb on the field. And 214 of them have had Michael Gallup on the field. That's three receivers pretty much 75% of the time. And I'm sure if you look at some of those ones that they weren't on, it's because they were like third and one, fourth and ones, and they're just plowing ahead. So the Browns secondary, to Jack's point, when we had some of them injuries, you wondered if Denzel, obviously, you know, it looks like Greedy's going to sit another one out, which still just doesn't make sense why they didn't IR him. But beside the point. Day-to-day. Um, say again? It was day-to-day injury when he first got hurt. Yeah, exactly. So having the DBs out there, you're going to see a lot of zone coverage. We've already seen Dak Prescott's ability to beat teams with his feet. Unfortunately, as Ezekiel Elliott owner, who, like Jack thinks, is the second-best running back on the Cowboys, Dak Prescott will run. So if you go man and you turn your back on him, he's going to run. So they're going to see a lot of zone defense. The one thing I think the Browns defense has done a fairly good job about is not giving up the big plays. You know, obviously Sandejo has struggled in terms of that free secondary role, but the Browns unfortunately just get killed by, you know, a thousand paper cuts or death by a thousand paper cuts. It's the slow methodical drives down the middle that are beating the Browns, not the big long ones over the top. So if you keep everybody in front of you while Dallas is trying to run a mainly vertical game, 
the Browns could have a recipe for success in terms of turning him over if Joe Woods can come up with some coverage formations. And you got to remember, he's from the NFC last year. He probably knows what Dak likes to do. The three receiver, they've been running that for a while, like McCarthy, Jason Garrett, they all kind of did that. So I think it's going to be a very good game, hence why I think it's the marquee early game. Yeah, and with Dak Prescott, anytime he's scoring points, it's going to be double pain for Paul Brown. Not only is Dak Prescott against the Cleveland Browns, Dak Prescott is rostered with Depot is King against Paul Brown's Browns in the Paul Brown podcast. Fantasy Jesus League. Christ. Let us see what percentage. But just before I go on to fancy football, it is uh, Landry's 100th consecutive game. So that'd be quite interesting. Very. And I hopefully he has a very good game to celebrate his 100th game. Yes, he, he should focus on doing what he does best. Run blocking. I heard he has a really small head. At least that's what the NFL Films Sports Center and Brown's Twitter has said. Because Baker, I will say, I um, out here in Chicago, a lot of people kind of give the Browns fans, a.k.a. me, shit about being a fan. And they always say Baker's a douchebag and all this other stuff. And you show an audio clip of Baker in the video of him interacting with Callie, him interacting with Treader. You can see why teammates love him. He's just a very personable guy. He's obviously earned the rep, you know, the respect amongst his teammates to be able to rib them and kind of give them shit like that. So anybody who really needs to understand Baker Mayfield and understand the differences between say Johnny Manziel and Baker Mayfield, watch that video. And I think you'll understand what the big differences are, but I will say watching Paul's eyes light up when you gave him the double time thing, he went from taking notes to instant attention. So Paul, what are your thoughts on Dak Prescott this week? Yeah, I'm just looking at our fancy football league versus Jack at the moment. And there's two points in the prediction at the moment. So, uh, yeah, I would like to take my lead to three and one and beat the B-pop, Barmy Army, Jack Duffin's uh, team. B-post, Barmy Army, mate. Yeah, so uh, it's going to be a good game. Here's a question for you. Do you think the Pats game will be um, cancelled? Do you think it will actually go ahead? I think it looks good to go ahead on Tuesday. So we get another night of NFL. So uh, well done, COVID. Thank you very much. Um, the more NFL, the better. <laughs> Instead of Mac football, we get Tuesday night football. Do you think it's a bit risky putting Pats, Pats players in for, the, for your fancy team? That could easily be a risk. So uh, that's one I'm going to reassess before kickoff at six o'clock tomorrow. That's one of my jobs at five o'clock. The ironic part is as I scroll Paul's team, he has zero players from the New England Patriots on his team. Yeah, I like to think outside the box, though, Ian. Paul, I'm going to go ahead and just give you a piece of advice in your fantasy. The gentleman you have on IR, Saquon Barkley, he ain't coming back. You may want to just get rid of him. He's not playing this year. Mate, never say never. No, the Giants said never. <laughs> there he's out. He might not even be back till the middle of next year. Oh. But it looks good, though, if he's there. Like... <laughs> I don't he, want to cut my first round pick. Morel? <laughs> Lift the dressing room? Yes. <laughs> I've got Penny and Barkley on my IR list. Yeah. Well, here's, here's the thing. Paul, what do you want to see on Sunday? Do you want to see the Browns try to match blow for blow with Dallas? Like, what are you kind of envisioning the game looking like? I want another ugly win I mean do the Browns really do anything else but win ugly no I think over the last 
three, four years, we've lost games. Okay, I've got to be very careful what I say here. Um, we've lost games that we potentially should have won. I would much like us to, you know, like last game, have so many interceptions and we win ugly, you know, like we didn't, I don't think we played great in the last game, but we got the win and I would love a win against the Dallas Cowboys. You don't get any better than that, really. Steelers. Steelers would be better, yeah. Who is more important to a Browns win, Baker Mayfield or Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt? I love asking the question is, to watch Jack's face. Is um is Hunt definitely going to play? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, believe it or not, Baker Mayfield, I'm going to go with, is going to dictate the game. Um, Chubb and Hunt, whoever gives them the ball is just going to run. I think Baker Mayfield is the game changer for me. Jack? Yeah, it's all about the quarterback. Literally nothing else matters, especially not the uh, running backs. Do you think the Browns can win throwing the ball 25 times or less? No. Not unless there's a hell of a lot of turnovers. I think that that was the reason that sort of impacted because Baker would have usually been starting from the 25-30 yard line and instead like Dwayne Haskins is giving it to us so much further up the field. So I, I think that's partly why there was obviously less snaps for him and things going on. But I, I, I think... You've seen a few games where we felt really good in like the third quarter that we're going to win. And I think that's been a factor. Whereas when we see Baker having to start the 25-yard line, drive the whole pitch to get points, that's going to change the game script. And I think we'll be a real test. We said at the start um, when me and Ian did a show sort of looking at the 16-game roster, how it broken down structured, we just want to be two and two coming out of the first four games. So if we lose, we're exactly where we expect to be for a nine and seven season. So uh, I'm not worried. Obviously there's teams that we're playing that don't look anywhere near as good as we thought they'd be. So uh, there's certainly a lot of upside. I think we're in a great position. Even if we lose, I, I'm, I'm not worried. We're still making the playoffs on current projections. Ian, here's a question for you, mate. Would you have Dak Prescott or Baker Mayfield as your quarterback tomorrow? I prefer, I would, and this is non-homer, I'm not a big Dak Prescott fan. I would prefer Baker. The thing with Dak, Dak will give you the really high highs and then some really bad lows. I prefer kind of with my quarterback, if I can't get a guy like Mahomes or Breeze in his prime or something like that, like I want a guy that I can rely on. And Dak to me is just so hit or miss. Like he's, really good throwing the deep ball or he throws some just egregious interceptions or he tries to run and takes hits. He shouldn't hit. Like when I watch Dak, if I was a Cowboys fan, I would literally be just, my teeth would be chattering the whole game. Just worried that he's just going to get absolutely crushed. Cause he reminds me a little bit of Deshaun Watson and how he plays. They it's, it's appreciable to watch them play so recklessly and just so on fire but it terrifies me as a fan, especially if I had him on my fantasy team. Jack? Uh, for, for me, it's, it, it's Dak. Um, I wasn't sure about Dak going into last season. Um, I, I thought they made the right move not to extend him then um, because they needed more time to see what he could do. And he lit it up last year. Um, he lit it up in his first year as well. Um, and I, I think he, he, he's a quarterback deserving of a, an extension. I think he can be top 10 in most years. Um, 
So I, I think he's definitely what you want Baker to achieve that level. And if we can feel good about Baker playing to that level, then Baker's gets an extension, not this off season, but the off season after, because we need to see more proof of it. But um, yeah, at, at the end of the day, I, I'm, I'm impressed with how Dak's doing. Um, I think the more he gets used to McCarthy, the fact that there's just such good wide receivers, it's all three are legit. When you're like, oh, we, I'm not sure about Amari Cooper, but Michael Gallup is tearing up. I think he was the sixth best wide receiver in sort of efficiency and stuff last year. It was crazy. Um, I, I've, I've got a lot of time for it. I think their, their school players are good. And their O-line is back to performing better than it was last season. It was a bit trashy. Um, and our O-line is legit awesome. Really, really impressed with them guys. They did it again last week. Um, I'm, I'm not worried too much about anyone's D-line now. As long as Baker stays in the pocket and feels comfortable in his head, and I think more of Baker's issue is not the actual O-line anymore, it's what's in his head. And as long as he feels comfortable, he's going to light it up because he just needs to see their DBs and throw that pass. We've got so many skilled players there. Someone's going to be open every single snap. You cannot cover them all. So, no, the O-line's good. Baker's, as long as Baker's good, you're going to see a lot of points get. And it might not come this week, and um, we saw four weeks of Kirk Cousins before we really started to hit it on a consistent basis last year with Stefanski. It's coming. It's coming. And when it comes, you're going to see games where the Browns are ripping it like everyone else. And you're going, actually, we're scoring 30 points every single week. Um, this one might, it might keep the ball rolling. But if it's not, don't be too annoyed. He's had no preseason. After four weeks, I think we're going to see fire. Paul, here's a good stat for you. If the Browns score 30 points this week, it'll be the first time since the 1960s that the Browns scored 30 points in three consecutive weeks. Impressive. A lot of pressure on the game tomorrow because, like you said, three and, three and one versus two and two, it kind of changes your season, you know, and... Uh, yeah, I think if we get that three and one, it really puts us in a great position to start thinking realistically about playoffs. Yeah, you got to keep pace with the guys at the top of the division. I mean, you got obviously Pittsburgh, you got Baltimore at three and oh and two and one. So yeah, you got three and one puts you in up there at that upper tier of the division. If this was say a crappy division like the NFC East, then yeah, you could get by at two and two. But the difference in this game is going to be, can the Browns defense get pressure with four and drop seven? So the Dallas O-line has notoriously been one of the top in the league. Not so much this year. They've had some issues. They've moved Zach Martin from guard to tackle to kind of fill the spots that, you know, Terrence Steele and Brandon Knight, because their stud left tackle, Tyron Smith, he's only played one game this year. So the Dallas O-line has been susceptible to giving up pressure. Now, to your question earlier about quarterbacks with Dak and Baker, if I had a bad O-line, I would take Dak just because he's more athletic. But with a good O-line, I prefer Baker. I just prefer the way he plays quarterback. The Cowboys O-line being bad is the reason that Dak is putting up stats like, you know, that are on record numbers in terms of rushing touchdowns and all that. But, I mean, with Joe Looney at center – Connor Williams, Terrence Steele, Brandon Knight. I mean, these are guys that you can get pressure on. So I want to see what the Browns, Sheldon Richardson's been playing out of his mind this year. Lowry Ogunjobi is hot and cold like El Nino. Miles Garrett, 
he continues to make game-changing plays. You're telling me that Miles Garrett's not going to go back to Texas and want to show up in front of the 20-odd thousand Cowboys fans that are there? Absolutely. So if the Browns can get pressure with four and drop seven, we're going to see what kind of quarterback Dak Prescott really is. Guys, Ian, where are you watching the game tomorrow? Right on the comfort of my couch. Jack? Yeah, so far, loads of mates around, loads of wings, nachos, chocolate. I love chocolate. And loads <laughs> of strongbow. And you get to use my Sky Pass. Yes, I do, because um, the evil organization that is Sky put it on uh, their channel, which means Game Pass doesn't work for any Browns fans in the UK. So uh, find a friend like Paul, who's awesome, and uh, you can borrow it. All right, guys, anything else you want to finish up on? Mm, offense, I think we talked about defense. I'm curious to see how the Browns linebackers do covering. They only really have one legitimate tight end. That'll be something to watch. Slot corner, I'm curious to see what Kevin Johnson does. Because right now, like I said, with Denzel and Money Mitch, we at least got guy for guy on their outside. Um, I'm hoping the special teams can show up and show out. If you can, get a message to Scottish Hammer. See if he can hit one off the scoreboard. So, little random trivia for you. In a preseason game, there was an Ohio State punter by the name of A.J. Trapasso, who was the first player in the NFL to punt one off the scoreboard. He went to Ohio State. We knew him, so that's how I know that random stat. Nice. Only me and AJ actually know that stat, as my fiance would tell me. And text it to me, and I'll send it to the Scottish Hammer. All right. Yeah, because I want it. You, if you lean, he has the leg. He can do it. He just has to lean back and hit a nice moon ball around midfield and bank one off the scoreboard. Even if he just does it in pregame, that'd be kind of fun. So, but yeah, um, injuries and stuff are going to be a little bit. You know, I heard OV might be coming back, um, so that's good to hear at least. Um, outside of that, some of the guys that, you know, I know that Tyron Smith's questionable, um, Trey Diggs or Trayvon Diggs, their first round corner is questionable, but with them not having Van Der Esch, them struggling to keep Sean Lee healthy, I think the Browns offense can make some weight. So I just, I think the Browns need to control the game if they want a chance to win. Hence why I'm coming in with that wonderful 28 to 24 score. Yeah. Greedy Williams and Claiborne out. Uh, Tay Davis out, and then questionable, Betonio, Kareem Hunt, Jacob Phillips, Vernon, Denzel Ward, and Nick Harris. Uh, Betonio will play. I'm, I'm all good about that. Yeah, the only two other guys, uh, Njoku's still on IR. I think he has to admit what? This is his last game, right? He would miss two, three, and four? Yeah. Yeah, and after this, we go to the Colts. So it's going to be a good game. I want to see what the Browns can do. Um, I'm not sure why, but the city of Chicago – decided to give me the Rams Giants late game to watch instead of my Cowboys Browns. So I'll be streaming it on Sunday ticket. So I have to deactivate all my notifications because otherwise I find out 10 minutes before 10 minutes before via my phone, what actually happened. So I'm looking forward to it. It'll be a good one. Uh, I think it's a chance that, yeah, the Cowboys are one and two, but we want to have an aura about this team. You know, when you beat the Cowboys, it doesn't matter if the Cowboys suck or not. If you beat the Cowboys, it just means a little bit more. The Cowboys fans, really arrogant. They're just kind of little pompous assholes. So if you can go out there and just punch them right in the mouth, they're going to fold. All these receivers, all this stuff, they're running the greatest show on turf. Just go out there. First drive, if you, if you defer, that's one thing. But the first time you get the ball, just manhandle them. Throw them around up front, run the ball, impose your will, and let one of the big boys spike it in the end zone to get everybody going. Ram it down their throats. Go for it. And then don't let Dak Prescott light Paul up like a Christmas tree on uh, his fantasy football. 
I'm looking forward to, yeah, that getting no points tomorrow in fantasy, the Browns winning and having a celebrationary podcast tomorrow evening. If the Browns win, you can expect the post-game podcast to be um, quite fueled by, uh, by fire. Yeah, I need that two-point devastate, you know, in the fantasy to be really affected by Dak Prescott. So, uh, yeah, super excited about this. Yeah, mate, you, you want Matty Ice. and He's going to be backdooring you some points because they're going to get smashed by Green Bay. So, uh, you'll be all right. All right, guys. Go Browns. Come on, the Browns. Big win tomorrow. Lots of wings tomorrow, Jack. Ian, make sure Roxy's ready on the sofa for a big session. And I'm going to have a little bit of a mini party at my house tomorrow. A load of Browns fans coming around. Perfect. Well, go Browns. Let's get the W. Three and one. Here we come. Go Browns. Go Browns. I will be live streaming at the tailgate party tomorrow. So if you guys want to jump on, it'd be great to see you both. Uh, Like five o'clock is uh, check fantasy lineups and bet every player prop I can find. Yeah. Jack is like the guy from this hangover thinking about all them counting cards. Gamble, 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 gamble. Yeah, love it. All right, guys. Let's do this. Big win.